Le French qui est citoyen du monde, un global citoyen. Je suis de Palestine, oui, je love Palestine, mais je peux vivre en France et ils me considèrent comme un second home pour moi. Palestine est dans mon cœur, mais où je suis, je peux construire une maison, je peux faire des amis, je peux faire du travail. Hey tout le welcome back to The Big Blend, the podcast about merging cultures, identity and transmission. This episode's guest is Mu'min Abujam. He's Palestinian and found asylum in France four years ago. For those of you who are listening for the first time, you can discover the story behind the podcast in the first episode, The Prologue. Before we start, I want to tell you about Mu'min. He grew up in Gaza, Palestine. His childhood oscillated between happy regular childish moments and intense war episodes. When he turned 24, he traveled to Egypt, London, then France. There, at the airport, he asked for his asylum seeker status. This was four years ago. He didn't speak one word of French back then. During his first years in France, Mu'min lived with seven different host families. These families played a big role in his adaptation to the French culture and in his French language skills. Since then, he got his papers and worked in different jobs. Today, he lives in Toulouse, speaks perfect French, and is launching several ventures at a time. You'll hear about them in the episode. The reason why I wanted to have him on the podcast is quite obvious. Not only did he adapt to a culture in less than four years and learned a new language that he now speaks almost perfectly, but he is actually building things in this new country of his. Hello, Mu'min. Hello, Marielle. Mu'min, where are you from? I'm from Palestine, from Gaza Strip. Okay, how important is the Palestinian culture to you? Um, it's my culture where, where I grow up, but given that I'm open-minded, also when I see something better than what I have, I take it. So given that I'm in France, when I see something that they like in the French culture, I, I learn it, I... Take it. Okay. So, Mu'min, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood in Palestine and teenage years? If I'm going to talk about my childhood, I have good memories. I lived in the countryside in the middle of the fields, spent a lot of time outside the house. I played a lot with my neighbors. I have nice memories for family parties, but also my childhood was not easy. From time to time, there were clashes, wars, and there was not much stability. So things were missing for a child, such as parks to play in or go away uh, with the family to visit other cities in my country. Even the games we played with my neighbors, with my friends, were sometimes linked to the political and military situation in Gaza. So I grow up wanting to do things that I could not do when I was a child. Things were postponed for later. Today, Marielle, I'm interested in games or things that are part uh, of someone's teenage life. Uh, or rather, I feel like I'm younger compared to people my age. So I can say that thanks to the difficult situation, I feel younger. That make me young, yes. And I think it was my decision to uh, relive things and feel younger and have the urge to go through 
and new experiences that can remove some of my hard experiences that I had when I was a child. And then why did you leave Palestine? Uh, the difficult situation because, you know, the occupation and also recently the Islamic group who took the government illegally in Gaza. All this situation was so difficult for me. So I thought a lot about uh, to travel. And also when I was like 18, 19, I started to write political articles against the Islamic group. So it was one reason behind my decision to travel. So I was someone who liked to, to write freely. So it was a reason to, to go out from, from Gaza. Mm, okay. You know, the big blend is about cultures. And so when you decided to leave Palestine, for obvious reasons, you left the culture behind and you joined a new culture. When you got to France, you got hosted by different French families. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience when you met the French culture and how it went? Yes. You know, I arrived in France four years ago. I didn't speak French. I didn't know anyone. No friends, no family. I used the English language to communicate with associations who worked for refugees, for asylum seekers. Also English with the people uh, I meet. I started to learn French with associations and by meeting new people. Later, I met an association called Welcome. This association creates a link between newcomers like me and host families in France. Uh, thanks to this association, I was able to meet seven families during two years. With each family, I stayed for about three months. Uh, during this hospitality, I learned better the French language, the French culture, French uh, politeness, uh, and many, many other things. As an asylum seeker, we don't have a papers, so we cannot work or travel for a while. I waited a year and a half to get the papers. Then even I received like a refugee, the papers, we cannot choose the job that's related to our studies or our patient because it's necessary to improve firstly the knowledge of the language and the cause of the culture. Uh, you know, our French culture, uh, every, every country there is a culture, we should know this culture, the cause of this culture and having a professional network. So we work in any field to learn the language and to earn some money. This is about the beginning when I arrived, arrived in France. And so you're saying that thanks to the seven families, you learned French, not only the language, but also the codes and the way, the culture. I'm curious to know how, how would they teach you the culture? Would you go with them to different places? Yes, it was a culture question more than language. It was so interesting for being with these families for two years with, with them. We made a lot of activities. Every, every family, they, they have a different activity, a sport or something related to culture. A family who like to go to a concert regularly, another family, they make hiking, another family, they make like another sport or another activity. So with every activity, I learned a lot of things, how we spell this word, when we use this word, which emotions we will have with this word or this or another word, which reaction we will see from the French people when we, when we use this sentence or, or other sentence. All of this, I saw that through the period that I spent with them. 
they were also interested about my culture. There were a lot of conversations uh, during the, the meal. You know, French people, they talk a lot during the meal, especially in the evening. So it's the time to talk when you are on the table. So they are so interested about my culture. I cooked a lot of plates, Palestinian dishes with them. They like it. And, you know, our kitchen is so rich, like Oriental kitchen. So it was amazing, really. What languages did you speak at home when you were growing up? It was the Arabic language, uh, sometimes English. Now I'm talking French every time. Even without, when I'm calling my family, <laughs> uh, sometimes I forget. And so I, I switch to Arabic, sometimes to French. That's true. I can confirm. Even with me, who can understand his home language, Mu'min tends to answer back in French. Today, do you feel that you are a bit French? Um, I'm talking French every day and the vast majority of my friends are French, actually. I, I'm in France for four years, but I'm not French French. I like many things in the French culture. I'm, I'm, I don't say 100% Palestinian. No, I'm someone so open-minded and uh, if I find something in, a, in the UK, I will take it. I will not think about the nationality. If I find it like better than what I have, actually, I will take it. Okay, so you are continuously building your cultural identity and you're taking bits and pieces from different cultures and choosing the best. So you were saying you speak daily French and sometimes when you call your parents, you, you start talking French and then you switch back to Palestinian. Do you have people daily with whom you can speak your mother tongue? Yes, I have some friends, but rarely to talk Arabic. Even with them, I speak French sometimes. With my family, it's Arabic, some friends, but with my Arabian friends in France, we talk also French. Okay, how come? Because, you know, uh, Arabian friends in France, Arabian people that I know, they are interested also to improve their French. All of us, we are still like, we learn, uh, we need the time to be uh, like a native. It's a goal for us, so we should to practice it. So sometimes we switch to Arabic and after that we come back to France. Super interesting. So you guys really took on wanting to learn French and to be really good in French, even amongst yourselves. And I think it's uh, this is why you speak such good French. And we don't consider it like a pause, like a break when we talk in Arabic because we start to be comfortable with the French. And this is our goal too. Yeah, well done. Okay. Where do you feel the most at home today? Where I live now. In French, we say citoyen du monde, global citizen. Uh, I'm from Palestine, yes. I love Palestine, but I can live in France and they consider it like a second home for me. Palestine in my heart, but where I am, I can build a home, I can make a friends, I can make a work. Maybe this will change it with the time. And now I'm from France, I'm feeling like I'm at home. Uh, can you go back to Palestine? No, given that I'm a refugee. Okay. Would you have wanted to be able to go back? M yes, maybe in five years I will come back. Do you miss it? Yeah, because uh, especially my family. Mm, the people.
you are an entrepreneur. You have several projects uh, that you're working on right now. And one that is actually quite advanced is a project of social integration through sports. Can you tell me a bit more about this? How did it start? What is it about? What's the objective? What do you do today? Yeah, you know, once I arrived here without paper, I tried to integrate the society, French society, meet the associations, meet activities, meet people. Once I received the positive decision from France that I can stay here, I worked the first time in a factory. But later I found another job, another job in an association, maybe we can say associated which values integration through sport. I worked for a year and a half and then an idea came to mind, which was to create an association to help integrate refugees into French society and allow them to discover French culture through the, the game of rugby, which is the DNA of the region where I am. Indeed, rugby is very big in Toulouse. I also helped establish relations between employers and refugees who are searching for a level of stability thanks to work. The more Mu'min speaks, the more you learn about him. I'm actually discovering, at the same time as you, a lot of things I didn't even know his association did. Uh, this association that I created on gender equality and sports. It's been three months since I created this association and I have a great team uh, of volunteers. Now I spent a lot of time for this project. I'm trying to make like our partners, social partners with the municipality, governorate. So I'm trying to make a, a network. So we organize many activities destined for refugee and also for French, because if we talk about integration, it, we will talk about the French people who are also interested to meet newcomers and refugees. So we make links between these people. Okay, it's great that you, as soon as you got your papers, you, all your projects were towards something that made sense for you and for anyone who went through the same things as you. So I have a quick question. When you say that you are Palestinian here in France, do you feel that there are some negative perceptions of your culture? No, they don't know Palestine. Sometimes I feel like they need to know Arab world. They don't know Arab world. They, they know some countries like North Africa, because, you know, many Algerian, Tunisian, Moroccan people who live in France and Arab world, it's 23 or 24 countries. So they, they don't know as well Palestinians. They tell me, I, I know Palestine, but just from the name. So my culture, it's not known in France. I'm trying sometimes to talk about the traditional dance, traditional uh, clothes, and also traditional dishes. They I find this interesting. There is no negative image about Palestine here. During my four years uh, living in France, Marielle, I have developed a great uh, understanding of French culture, which I believe is fundamental uh, to integrate the society. For a long time, I have followed a French politics and taken an interest in a French culture. I learned the French uh, language on my arrival in France, as, as I told you, which helped me better understand the country's culture and politics. Before even moving to France, I was very politically active for my own country, Palestine. So for this reason, I, I have this level of uh, maybe uh, language. And you know, I'm someone who is motivated to succeed. 
even when an objective is achieved for me, I still see this as a start and new opportunity. If you were given the opportunity, so if you technically can, would you want to get into French politics? Yeah, already I, I applied for a political opportunity with um, something called the Franco-British Young Leaders. It's a program. So yes, it's a subject so important for me, the politics. Even I, I participate for many uh, political conferences before my arrival to, to France. Politics is, it's you know, in Gaza, our life, it was so uh, we wars and um, journalists everywhere and you know i was inspired by the situation in palestine so yeah if you have kids one day would you want to transmit to them the palestinian culture if i have kids one day they will learn the palestinian culture and the french culture arabian language and the french language maybe german i, I think they will be uh, with many cultures given that now I, I hold many cultures too. Okay, I always end the podcast with this question. What is the smell of home to you? It's a difficult question. The smell of home, like the smell of something in my kitchen, like the smell of uh, zatar. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mu'min. Appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Big Blend. Here's what I will remember from our discussion with Mu'min. He sees his culture as an evolving one. Even if he considers Palestine as his original culture, he adopts norms of other cultures whenever they make sense to him, creating a multicultural mosaic. His commitment to the French language is impressive. He didn't take the easy road, and it's paying off. Finally, I was inspired by his resilience and positivity. He finds resources where he is and acts on his ideas without hesitation. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Big Blend. If you like what we do, talk about us to your multicultural friends. You can also give us five stars on your podcast app. And if you want to get a glimpse into the newest episodes every month, follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our newsletter on the website, thebigblend.co. Cheers and see you soon.